0: whole time, the whole thing was shadowing, right behind us, right on the side of us. You could, you could kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew I knew in my
1: heart, I knew in my mind, and the whole night, this isn't a man.
0: And then this thing walks across the wall, road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black...
1: Here,
2: are your host, Stephen Chris, and good evening, Cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch D T V for today's date, June 21st, 2020. I'm your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective Steve Coles, along with my co host downstairs. <laughs> yes, Mr. Chris Bennett. And Chris, happy Father's Day to you, my uh- boy.
0: Happy Father's Day to you, Steve. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I, I was just saying, I was just getting ready to say that every time a show comes on now, it's got this, like, really tribal beat. And I'm like,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that.
2: Well, I did compose that myself, actually.
0: That's,
1: ah, we're good.
2: <laughs> did a good job, man. I like it. I, I got the uh, software to do it now, so I've been yeah playing with not trying to uh, tick off YouTube too much. with. Yeah, uh, well, you know. So anyway, oh. let's uh, get into the uh, greetings and the solicit I mean, salutations.
0: Solicitations?
2: <laughs> Solicitations. <laughs> you got Dave Winter. D- welcome, Dave. We got. Whoop, hey, Dave. Alan. What's going on, Alan? Welcome. Alan. And Jimmy. Jimmy's there. Rick. There, Rick. Hello, Rick. Hi, Rick. And Charlie Wonton. Hello, Dad. Oh. Uh, Charlie. Hey, Mike. Good to see you. Tag. Not a Yankee fan. <laughs> hello from Nottingham, England. Wow. Nottingham Yankee, yeah. Welcome. And greetings over the pond. Yeah. Carrie, uh, hello. Welcome. Welcome. And Chris, Kerry. welcome. Oh, and Chris. Uh, those are the ones who've checked in so far. I'm sure there's going to be more check-ins as the night progresses. But uh, it's good to be back. Uh, took a couple of weeks off. Uh, you know, it, it comes to a time where sometimes you just... Uh, unfortunately, I think I was letting circumstances dictate my actions. And I just kind of with all the bad news and the COVID stuff going on the last couple of weeks, I just needed some time away uh, away from social media. In fact, I think it was like a week and a half. I didn't post a thing on social media um, until I I did a podcast. I was uh, a guest on um, Where's My Sage, which uh, Mike, uh, Tactical Bigfoot Research co-hosts. I was on them, uh, their show uh, earlier um, in the week. And it uh, kind of spun me up a little bit, and uh, it was actually Cliff Barrickman who kind of gave me the idea for tonight's show,
1: because yeah. we got in this
2: big discussion of Sasquatch origins. so, yeah. um and Rick, hey, when is Sasquatch stories? Well, I, I'm hoping to have one come out this week, uh, um, so uh, a c- couple of more hellos, we got Cryptidville, hello, Cryptidville, Sherry, hello, Patrick, Sherry. how you doing? And of course, Rick, how are you? Yes, Pat? we'll get one out, I'm sorry. We needed a couple of weeks off, and uh, last Sunday was a complete. Uh, uh, and Linda. Linda is sort of a newbie from Florida, bunkering down. Hi, Linda. And welcome back, Bar- Linda. Glad to see you. Mick. And Mick is there. Thank and you, Ken. Mick. Same to you, my Ken brother. Bar-
0: Ken Barnell. Hey Ken. Yeah. Mick, welcome.
2: So everybody is in the house. So uh, and, and it's good to have you all back. So, you know, I, and it was kind of funny, you know, uh, in New York, uh, they, they opened up church for the first time uh first time they they allowed church services to go on in the state which was uh oh. uh really cool and oh, uh, and uncle arty says hello hello from uncle arty welcome uncle
0: Artie. welcome bud um so you so, get like, to go to
2: church steve I went to I went to church and it was a very very interesting thing and I realized something that yes, I was wow. letting circumstances dictate my actions instead of letting my actions dictate the circumstances. So kind of oh. kind of spun me up a little bit and all right, wow. good good message today. You yeah. know, needed made, needed message to uh, you know put my butt in gear and and let my actions dictate circumstances rather than the other way around. Well, and of course, hello Jeremy. Good to Jeremy. see you here over on YouTube. Got a lot of new YouTube followers. Oh. Welcome all. Thank you, you Jerry. Have, and uh be sure you all to like share and subscribe every little bit helps yeah please so um but anyway uh so I was on the show and we got talking about the origins of sasquatch part just part of a number of mm. things and Good it really topic. It, yeah and it really kind of it, it wasn't even it was just like one of a dozen questions and it was like one question and it was like yeah, we we handled it really quick and it, you know it, it took maybe like 15 minutes but Man, I, you know, I'd like, uh, you know, I got thinking, you know, today be a, (laughs) Mick is sober tonight.
0: (laughs) Congratulations, Mick. One day.
2: One day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Um, So I I was thinking, you know, it's probably a good time to, you know, even learn. Because when I put these things together, I, I mean, I learn myself. It's one of those things that I learn as I do. And, um, it's a, it's a lot of fun sometimes. And man, my head is popping with terms I can hardly pronounce. <laughs> so, um, but, but, you know, a big question people always ask is, well, where does Sasquatch come from? Uh, uh, <laughs> well, Uncle Artie said, my actions got me a restraining order. <laughs> oh,
0: be careful there, Art.
2: Oh, he's going to fit in well. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I got putting this together, and uh, you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go down a couple of things. Now, well, there's a lot of people, especially one clickbait artist, that likes to say, "Well, you know, people like to think, you know, people are being paid to say Sasquatch is is is, is a big gorilla or is a Gigantopithecus." Um, well, as as they find out, you know, as you start parsing through the whole thing, that uh, you know, a, a Gigantopithecus is not necessarily uh, all ponged um, and we're, we're going to explain all that in a bit um, but it, it's really some some interesting stuff some facts and I'm hoping the uh, the the audience will get involved tonight because we love when the audience gets involved and ask questions and and um,
1: oh yeah you guys got
0: to keep us on our toes sharp sharp guys sharp people. that's
2: right just prove our sobriety um, <laughs> uh, so uh, so anyway uh, shall we kick it off?
0: happy father's day to everybody out there that's a father
2: that's right and uh so shall we kick it off mr Bennett? let's go let's go so uh, le- 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 the possible origins of sasquatch so first let's talk about homo sapiens where we sit on the uh now if yeah. you mind, if you don't mind i'm looking over there a little bit because that's where my screen is to read some of this stuff so if uh if you look that you know everything is pretty much the the same animalia you know chordata which means we have a spinal column uh mammalia where it means we're mammals order primates huge, huge thing everything we look at whether it be hominin or pongid is a primate yep so um you know, the suborder holoperini, um inf- uh, the infraorder uh, simiforms family now here's where we get into the interesting thing family is hominidae and that is anything that is in the great ape family so we're all everything we look at today is going to be in the family hominidae everything is going to be the same down to the family portion but when we get to the subfamily this is where it gets interesting because when people say we're hominin that's the subfamily right there hominin yeah. and the tribe hominini um and the genus Homo and the species Homo sapiens, or H-sapiens, as some people like to call it. Um,
0: Genus homos. We're all Homo, Steve. Do you know that? That's (laughs) right.
2: Well, I'm I'm, I'm homogenized. (laughs) Uh,
1: Uh,
0: Hominin... Okay, excuse me. I'm sorry, folks. It's been like early 90s since I've seen any of this. (laughs) 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 Hominin... I'm going to die.
2: I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, All right. So that's what we are. So uh, some of the things, then what we're going to have is we're going to have the breakdown of all of these. And, um, you'll, you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> some of this stuff is going on and you might want to keep it in the family. In I, I, <laughs> I shouldn't have said
0: that. I'm sorry. Uh,
2: uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> So anyway, the first one is the uh, the first one is the Gigantopithecus, aka the Gigantopithecus Blackie. Um, You know, obviously this is the prehistoric, and it's related to the orangutan. Um, You know, and it it stood very tall. It was you know standing up straight. It would have stood ten foot tall. Um, And in evolution, you know, things can get smaller. They can get larger. Um, Homo sapiens, us. uh, If you look at our you know, tracking, we we are pretty tall as far as our line. Everybody before us was shorter. And we're going to get into that, too. So, I mean, this is all fun, fun stuff tonight. <laughs> um. So the Gigantopithecus, of course, the asterisks are everything that they share in common with us down to. And we go all the way down to the tribe. So the family is in actuality, you know, hominidae. So, mm-hmm. so. Somebody says, well, you know, the Gigantopithecus is nothing but a big gorilla. No.
0: No. Right really? there. Yeah. The yeah. family,
2: it comes from a hominin background. Uh, the tribe is the Uh Yeah. The, yeah. The Sivapithecini
1: Yeah.
2: Um, genus Gigantopithecus. And the uh, species is Gigantopithecus blacki. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the things about um, Gigantopithecus is that they're the closest li- relatives to the orangutans. Yeah. Huh. Well, I, I love how it's the closest living. They're not living. <laughs> oh, no, that was uh that was a uh, uh
0: maybe that should be closest living relatives are orangutans, probably. Yeah. Maybe. Right. <laughs> maybe. Right.
2: Um well they, they yeah. were the closest living relatives to the <laughs> <movie>. maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe the word got dropped off of that.
0: Uh, it works. <laughs> it works.
2: Yeah. Um a question came in the chat room. Well, oh, whoops. Uh, are the only two known gigantophils still two lower jaw bones and 1,000 plus teeth? Um, as far as I know, there may be three or four uh, lower jaw bones, but again, I, I always caution everybody uh, this is a good example of you know why there's no Sasquatch in the fossil records. Is uh, you know, just look at the Gigantopithecus, what do we have to prove? Their yep. existence. We, we don't have any long bones. We don't have vertebrae. We don't have ribs. We don't even have a skull. We just have some jawbones right. and teeth. Right.
0: So. And I'm sure everybody out there has probably seen a replica casting of a Gigantopithecus skull. Yep. And uh, if you'll notice, there's on uh, a lot of them they have one little section of the jawbone. I think it's down on the left side. That's a different color, and what that is that represents the actual fossil they used. You know, uh, to to make up the skull, and uh, the features. And believe me, I, I, I couldn't understand how they could do this. These guys can do this. They can take a small piece of bone and create a whole uh, skull uh, structure based on that fragment. And uh, it's really cool. But, uh, yeah, they, they've not found any full skulls that I know of yet. It's just been uh, jaw pieces and teeth
2: right and as ken says there's uh, about 38 teeth which is you know 6 more than we have or uh, yeah uh yeah 6 more than we have um if you look uh, they they have uh, two incisors they have a pair of canines premolars and three molars in each half of the lower so they have canines yeah that's right there are no chimpanzee fossils only live chimps that is correct <laughs> <laughs> and Dave says, What if Gigano was really a dwarf with a big, really big head? <laughs> well, this, that's funny.
0: <laughs> a, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking because you can go to any <clears throat> natural history museum and you see uh, fossils of humans, or maybe even you look at a, have to look in a drawer at some of them, but some of them they've got the, uh, uh, our our historical uh, fossil record on display. And most of that, uh, well, what you're looking at there is a fake. It's a reproduction and they'll have the same one in every museum, you know, <laughs> but basically the, the really fossilized remains that they have of human beings and our ancestors would probably fit on a, maybe a large conference table, maybe, you know, uh 30 feet long by Seven eight feet wide you could fit all the true remains on that and uh the all the all the rest of stuff you see in museums is reproduction of those fossils that are found and you know i used to think the same thing that you know oh my gosh there's all these fossils but there's not a lot it's not really
2: um well here's the interesting thing Uh, Ken says, uh, or where did I see it? Uh, They said there was really, somebody had said that they, they really don't know if, uh, it was, uh, Alan said that if Giganto's really quadrupedal or bipedal, actually by the, I think by the tooth enamel, they found that because of its eating habits, that it turns to be uh, a quadruped, not a a biped, uh, for whatever reason, um.
0: Plus, but, uh, where the, on the, their extrapolation of the, the skull recreation, where the, uh, the backbone would connect to the skull would be a bipedal animal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, the, the interesting thing is is that they, uh, their uh, ox carbon and oxygen isotope analysis of their, their teeth mm. uh, indicated that they inhabited dense, humid, closed canopy forest. Right. which would be where they were found in, in you know, the, the fossils are found in China. Yep. Now, to me, that speaks volumes that, hey, you know what? This may not necessarily be the cat we're looking for to be a Sasquatch. And, and mind you, when they when this stuff was first discovered, they didn't have some of these tests, so they didn't know where necessarily they lived. or So right. um, so it's entirely possible that, you know, Dr. Krantz, Grover Krantz, didn't have that information in front of them at the time. Certainly one possibility, but it, more and more it's looking like it's not. Um Well,
0: I don't know now. I've I've seen it. I've, I've seen one of those skulls and to me that skull shaped design looked really similar to something that I had seen, you know.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. And, and and think about it, if you take just about everything we look at tonight and blow yeah. it up to a bigger size, it's gonna yeah. look very much similar. Right. Some of the Some of the charts that I have towards the end of this are are pretty, pretty interesting to look at. Right. So the next uh, slide, uh, if I can get this to advance. Is of course, and this is one I don't believe is anything to do with, but I've heard people throw it out. uh, You know, Homo heidelbergensis. And that was probably one of the, the, the pre the pre-humans Uh, but then again, they were lightly covered in hair. They didn't have much hair cover. They were much like us. Yeah. Um, as you can see, they follow us all the way down to the species. Yeah. So these guys are really, really close to us. Right. Um, And
0: if, if you saw one of those guys in the woods, you'd probably just tell her, Hey buddy, put a shirt on, you
2: know? Exactly. Um, some of the things uh, it's been considered to have been a direct ancestor of us. Um, they have uh, auditory sensitivity similar to us. Uh, they were probably differentiate many sounds. Um, now, here's an interesting thing. Uh, they're the only ones next to us that did not have uh, air sacs, which are uh, basically the the products in the the laryngeal dufricular diverticula uh, involved in vocalization. So loss of air sacs may have contributed to humans' ability to develop vocal language. And there's evidence that they were right-handed. And right-handedness is associated with the development of language among hominins. Isn't that strange? That's interesting. That all the the ones that did not develop language, they were kind of ambidextrous. When language was developed, for some reason, we became Dominant in one hand or the other, and All they right. did, they did fashion.
0: Uh, <laughs> i look at some of the comments, yeah.
2: Doesn't count if you looked at one of those skull picks and one of Larry Fitz. <laughs> I forget, <more. laughs> um, yep, and much like us, but they're gone. And I got an interesting chart for the, the who was around, you know. In that hole, it's really cool. Some of the stuff is really cool. And hello, uh, David's here. And hello, OT. Good to see you, brother. Welcome. Um, So, they also fashion tools such as spears or axes. So, one would think very easily that, you know, in in evolution, you go forward, you don't go backward. So, if Hmm. they were doing that, chances are they didn't revert not to doing that as evolution progressed. So, Yep, I think these guys are uh, dead and gone. So, of course, now we have the Australopithecus, the Australopithecus africanus. And, um, again, looks a lot like a Sasquatch. Uh, Flat nose, you know, hairy, uh, kind of the same tint of hair, but not uh, very. Yeah. But, but if you notice, they're not heavily haired, like right. like, uh, like a, a, a chimpanzee or a bonobo. Um, as you can see, they go all the way down on their their chart, almost to us, where yeah. they deviate at the subtribe level. Right. So they're they're related to us very closely, but they brachiated. So some of the uh, some of the uh, uh, traits uh, is that we. Apparently descended from these guys, uh, their body proportions closely resemble those of bonobos or the pan paniscus. Uh, leading evidence uh, suggests that bonobos may have uh, phenotypically similar to australopithecus. firmware. models suggest that they were fully hair covered, more like chimpanzees and bonobos, unlike and unlike humans. Mm. So, just as I said, that you know they they kind of have the hair covering like a bonobo. Yeah. Uh ast- Australia are thought to have eaten mainly fruit, vegetables and tubers, and perhaps easy to catch animals such as small lizards. So they would uh they would normally eat, you know, very, very uh small type of, of carnivorous diets. Now, let's right. See.
0: Mostly vegetarians with a little uh, uh animal protein snack every now and then they right. could catch a lizard or a frog or something yeah. Right. Okay. yeah
2: exactly i agree with uh, that right and the other thing is too is they used manufactured stone tools well so, huh. so this is telling me yeah that they may not be related to the Sasquatch because again you don't lose that when you evolve. You, know, you you face evolution you either die out completely and that's it you're gone or as you evolve You gain more, and obviously, they've descended from us. So, this kind of back. So, if you're looking to think that okay, maybe at this point, this is where the Sasquatch brachiated from us, but apparently, it's not because it looks like if they're using stone tools, why don't our manufactured stone tools? Why don't the Sasquatch manufacture their own tools? Um. Uh, yes, uh, you should have heard. I took about six excedrin today putting this together, so um, so yeah, you know,
0: we, we don't have uh, reports that are uh that, that that talk about Sasquatches carrying uh spears or hatchets right. or axes,
2: manufactured and tools, right? Right, and, right. And, and and that's the amazing thing because we'd be finding them if they did. I mean, we yeah. would obviously be, be finding it, um. Uh, And and thank you, Mick. Mick says in all seriousness, this is a great topic to cover. Uh, Far too many believers don't understand it. Because what we're looking at is where did the Sasquatch break off? And by the tool use thing, we can kind of track it down a little bit to where it may logically because they don't manufacture tools, not saying they don't use tools. They don't right. manufacture. Heidelbergensis, forget about it. They're very closely related to us. Australopithecus, they're another descendant of ours, but they manufactured tools as well. Gigantopithecus did not use tools at all that they know of, and, uh, you know, it, it was more of a tropical type of creature than... Uh, because they lived in in you know uh, dense jungle, you know rainforest type of 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 things. Um, right. So I mean, e- each of it's very very interesting, and of course my my favorite now, and it's one of Cliff Barrickman's as well, was is the the Paranthropus or the Paranthropus robustus, which some say is just a robust form of the Australopithecus, um, and uh, they do look a lot like a Sasquatch necessarily would if you look at it Uh, obviously these are artist conceptions so um you know uh, the one on the left looks a little more ape like the one on the right looks a little more human like so one would think that perhaps it would be somewhere in between but what really stands out is the hair is the type of hair if you notice the hair length that that's being drawn on there what they suspect it is um so um and if you think about it um we look at this line uh, again, it, it breaks off after the tribe. It belongs to our tribe as well. So they're mm. closely related to us, but not necessarily are. They break off at the subtribe, which is an, a, basically an Australopithecine. Mm. And then their genus is Paranthropus. So um, and, and their actual name is the Paranthropus Ro- Robust. Um They had a massively built, tall, and flat skull with a prominent gorilla-like sagittal crest along the midline, which anchored massive temporalis muscles used in chewing. Now, I've talked about the Patterson-Gimlin film. Yeah, this does not differentiate that the between male and female. So it makes sense that if Patty is real and has a sagittal crest, that this makes sense to where it would it would be more related to. They were bipeds; their hips and legs. Hips, legs, and feet resemble uh, both, uh, you know, the Australopithecus mm. and modern humans. Now, this is resemble, not identical, resembles. Right. They have a modern human-like big toe. Huh. Don't we see that
1: mm-hmm. in, in, yeah. in
2: Bigfoot tracks? Right. Um. And they had a human-like foot posture and the range of motion, but the more distal, they had a distal ankle, uh, ankle joint. So, it basically, again, this is what we also see in track evidence, is we don't see necessarily a, a modern human toe-off gait. Ah, there we go. The, their distal ankle joint would have inhibited the toe-off gait, which mm. is the reason why they're flat-footed, reason mm. why they have flat feet. Makes sense.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, paranthropists were generalist feeders, but diets seem to have ranged dramatically with location. So it seems like they were omnivorous, huh? Interesting, because the Sasquatch is omnivorous. Right. Now, here's the interesting thing. They used bone tools, but they were not manufactured or purposely shaped for a task. They were not scavenged randomly either. They were There was preferences for certain bones, uh, raw materials like specifically hand-picked. This could indi- uh, indicate a cognitive, similar cognitive ability to cor- uh, contemporary Stone Age homo sapiens. So in other words, just like a, a, a bonobo or a, 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 uh, a chimpanzee, troglodyte, they have this uh, ability to use, cognitive ability to say, I'm going to use this. Now, they may not forge them. They may not sharpen them. They may not make spears out of them, but they use what's given in front of them. This sounds dramatically like what traditional Sasquatch sightings have seen. If they are seen using something, they're using a, a unmanufactured uh, item as a tool.
0: Right. Stick or something. Yeah. And the
2: other interesting thing is it's generally thought that the Paranthropists prefer to inhabit wooded riverine landscapes. Huh. Again.
0: That's interesting.
2: Yeah. Very interesting. Just like. um, um Yeah. Now, uh, OT says, I remember Native American legends. Bigfoot used to kidnap women and children and warriors from the tribe uh, and would know where they are because Bigfoot had fires. Well, here's the interesting thing. I think, um, and, and I, I've discussed this with, a, with a, a bunch of people, including Native Americans, yes. and a lot of those stories with Sasquatch kidnapping women and children could be just urban legend. In other words, why were urban legends created? Everybody's had that that cemetery story where the, the couple is trying to make out in, in, in the cemetery. Yeah. They're in the car. And then all of a sudden they hear and they look up and they, they look and there's blood dripping on, on their car. And up there is an axe or somebody hanging or something very very similar. Um and, and these stories are throughout every city <laughs> almost every every community in the United States has a story similar a cemetery story. Yeah, you know that is is an urban legend and urban legend is created to scare people off from doing a particular thing.
0: Yeah, don't go parking in a cemetery, guys. Come on. Right.
1: right.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: we never had that problem in the country. I mean, of course that's, um, that's been a long time ago, but
2: and, and actually, Mick mi- mi- mm-hmm. says, "Point of fact: sagittal crest are factor in size and not of sex." Incorrect. Well, yeah, in- yeah, incorrect. Yeah, I have yeah. an anthropologist, Dr. John Napier, and a couple. The sagittal crest is prominent in, in, in male. Well, the existing uh, male. Uh, <coughs> it's it's a trait of a male gorilla and is a trait of a male orangutan. to have a sagittal crest. Um.
0: Well, yeah, it that, has to do but, with yeah. the muscle structure, the muscle structure that, you know, the males have uh, more dense muscle structure. They're built heavier, larger, so they're going to have bigger muscles uh, to work that big jaw. Right. So that, that's, that's where that, that, that crest comes in. But, you know, you do see, you do see some examples uh, uh, of a rounded head on a male individual. Uh, like in the uh, lowland gorillas. Mm -hmm. Okay, but now we're talking. That's that's gorillas. Sorry, but (laughs) that's completely different species than what we're what we're trying to put. But you know the similarities are there. Uh, But uh, but that sagittal crest, though that's that's particularly uh, predominantly a male feature,
2: and the function of that is to give them a stronger jaw strength, and when they combat with other males to have that upper jaw strength. Um. Uh, Joe Critelli, Uh Hello, Joe. Good to see you. Uh, asked, what do I know about Java Man? I believe, uh, I'm not sure. He was mentioning, uh, very interesting. Uh, I really don't know if, if Java Man really fits in. It may be an Australopithecine. Uh, it may be a Neanderthal. i uh, not entirely sure, but, um, yeah, I mean, it might even be a Paranthropus. so I'm not sure where it sits on, on what... Um, well, Frank, you th- uh, Frank, thank you for coming in.
0: <laughs> Welcome, Frank. Glad to I'm see you. I'm late.
2: You, uh, you can leave. <laughs> can leave the note in the office next to the <laughs> Uh
0: We we don't care, Frank. Welcome, buddy. We're glad to see you.
2: So here's another question. Most graced apes don't. Uh, they don't have much of a forehead as compared to humans. How does Paranthropus robustus compare in that aspect? Well, that's a good question. I don't want to jump to the end of this just yet, but we're gonna. <laughs> Show sizes of skulls and stuff we, I, we have, you know, drawing Comparisons of the robustus skull With the australia pithecine skull With the homo sapiens skull, so we got yeah. We're, we're going to get to that one Um, so, um, uh And again, um Here's an interesting thing, too About, uh, homo sapiens And, and you know, people who say that, that Sasquatch are humans, this is where Where they go biologically wrong Um Uh, you ever hear of somebody saying a Bigfoot has a protruding chin? I can't Uh, think of one. No, that's because in homo sapiens, uh, our, because of our teeth structure and our food is softer. Uh, We don't have to chew raw bamboo. We don't have to chew shoots and tubers and all Uh that wonderful stuff. Oh, our evolution has developed what they call a trident in our chin. And uh that uh, that gives us a protruding chin. Right. And that that is a that is a Homo sapien trait.
0: And maybe uh maybe they're talking instead of the, the chin, Steve, they're maybe talking about a protruding mouth structure, like i right. am no, no, I'm
2: I'm specifically so. saying that mm-hmm. the protruding chin is a right. is a Homo sapien only type of trait. Mm-hmm. And that's because of our jaw structure as we ate cooked food our our ability to knee, have the need uh to have stronger teeth actually our teeth are a lot less dense than our predecessors and that makes sense just like the the uh, the spiders that are ground dwellers over over evolution have don't have eyes mm. because they, they 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 can't see anyway they, they they're in total darkness so they lose their eyes so we have developed i forget the exact it's called the trident uh, something rather, but what it what it does is it causes our chins to protrude, and it's where all our jaw bones connect in. Unlike the earlier uh, man and the uh the, the pongids and the other one, they um they uh, did not have that, so they didn't have protruding chins like we do. Um, and we actually have floating uh kind of a almost a float type of protruding chin where we can actually. Draw it in if we want to, um, so that that's something. They did. But they did have teeth that kind of projected a bit, the protruding mouth, mm. and that was because their teeth were so dense, and they had more teeth than we. Some of them had more teeth than we did. Um, but I find all that the the Paranthropus stuff very interesting. How they how they fit. Now, if we look at the the different types of man, we have the Cro-Magnon man, which is our direct predecessors, Neanderthals, and uh, heidelbergensis, homo heidelbergensis, you all saw they kind of fit within the same range. We're a little bit bigger. We have, you know, gone to evolution and became taller.
0: Well uh, I don't I don't like it that they made the Neanderthal uh bald headed. <laughs> I'm sure they had hair. I
2: I can't explain that. <laughs> Maybe I should have put a Yankee cap on it.
0: red Sox. i just noticed that
2: kind of looks like me without the protruding chin well you
0: know i was i was trying to debate here you know put a goatee on that guy
2: right but if you look at the if you even if you look at between the chromagnum neanderthal and and the heidelbergensis you can see the jawline is more robust whereas our jaws are more narrowed now because we don't need those strong jaw muscles to chew food right so and the uh the the one interesting thing uh also is that uh um oh oh we have another one we have to send to the principal's office well better late than never. welcome aboard aaron hey aaron um one of the 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 more interesting things is is that uh as i look at this chart is uh you know look at the narrowing of the face in the cro Magnet man versus right. the it's just we started cooking our food and uh, the, the creation of fire uh, and using eating cooked foods made it easier for our brains to process the nutrients which caused our right. advanced advancement in evolution it caused our brains to grow in size it caused are, are are you know, and, and this right. is what you know evolutionists are saying, you know, that caused this. It was the, the cooking of food, the, the heating of food, eating of uh, really uh, enabled us. So because,
0: yeah, because we could start cooking our food, it made our brains grow. Yep.
2: All right. Um. So then we have, of course, we have uh, differences between Neanderthal and. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and, and
0: uh Mick. Thanks, Mick. Appreciate that, bud.
2: Ah <laughs> Notice he didn't mention me. Ah <laughs> so again, if you look the uh the uh the elongated skull, uh and the end of it all had an elongated skull, had a, a superortable ridge, uh that was the bony brow above the eyes. Yeah. Um uh, again, you'll see that in, but we don't have that as, as humans. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> okay. So there's no reason to think Bigfoot doesn't make fire. Um, I got a good reason. I've never come across a fire in the woods uh, by itself that was set that was set by somebody who just left burning. Uh, I've never found a fire deep in the woods. Um, you know, I I I've been. Uh, And and nobody has seen a Sasquatch starting a fire. There's been no, you know, uh, credible source of that. So, um, and there's plenty of reason to think why Bigfoot doesn't make fire. Because the only thing that made fire was Neanderthal on up. Heidelbergensis, us. Those are the three that really started making fires. All the rest did not. So, all the rest did not make complicated tools. So, uh, and decides how many forest fires would be started by a Bigfoot. <laughs> and you just what? don't go in the woods and say, What's that fire up there? Obviously, if they were if they were making fires, they would be found.
0: It'd uh, be easier to find, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um you can just look out across the woods and oh, there's a smoke from a campfire. Let's go over there and look for a Bigfoot, you know.
2: <laughs> so again, <laughs> uh, it says little or no protruding chin for Neander- Neanderthals, and that was because of their jawbones. They yeah. Um, they had, uh, receding chin, and mom, uh, uh, modern humans is a congenital. So if, if there's a person that has a receding chin, it's a congenital uh, condition in Homo sapiens.
0: I still see guys in Kentucky look like both of those dudes there. You know.
2: Well, you know, that's just an artist's conception, Chris. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, what I'm saying, you know, you got your 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 short stature, uh, heavily built, muscled up guys with sort of a sloping forehead. They can be found in about anywhere too, you know. And we've all got some Neanderthal in us, maybe some and more than
2: others. You now, know? Frank made a uh, one Native American story woman who said she was kidnapped said the Bigfoot made fire in a cave, but one of many tales out there. Agreed, uh, it, it could be just a, an old wives' tale passed down, or it could be somebody dressed. In furs, and they, uh, there are not enough good observations to say they don't make fire. No, you can't just say they make uh, prime objective. I disagree with you because you do you know, just throw out there say, Oh, well, I believe they make fire, but nobody's, you can't make a claim with no evidence. That That's completely what's the, the problem with the Bigfoot community is, Well, I think they can shape shift. Well, where's your evidence? Well, I don't have any, but there's no evidence to say they don't. That doesn't work. Doesn't work. There's evidence to say that there's a Sasquatch. There's enough witnesses. There's enough track evidence. There's enough to say they're bipedal because people seen them walk upright. There's enough evidence to say that they use rudimentary tools like rocks or maybe a stick. There's enough evidence there, but there's not enough evidence to say they use fire. That's like, let's just pick one thing and say they can do it. No, they don't use fire. If they did, we would find them, just like people who say they bury their bones. If they buried their bones, bones are buried, preserves them. We would be finding them. So that's that's the simple fact: is that if you go to that 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 axiom, you're not involved in science. You're not saying, "Well, I think I think they can do this." Well, prove it. Prove uh, okay. Prove that they create fire, because you just can't say that they do it without proving it.
0: Yeah, I'd like to know what they did with their dead with their dead bodies. That would be interesting to find out. I think they just let them you know out. I don't I don't know, but yeah, I saw so <laughs> what was it was a Harry and the Hendersons when <laughs> the old guy Donna Michi said, "Oh, Bigfoot eats their dead." And I'm like, <laughs> that'd be kind of creepy.
2: <laughs> no, 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 I, I'm not myth. I'm. I'm not making a claim. You're making a claim. They do. When somebody does something, that's making a claim. When somebody says, I, I don't believe they can, because if you look at the evolutionary charts, the evidence is there to make that claim that they don't. Yeah, that's well, all I'm saying. There's no evidence to say that they do. The,
0: that's The, all. the, that's the, all the claim, but yeah, the, the, for that situation, the claim would be that they do make fire, and you'd have to have supporting evidence to show that. and so saying no i don't think they can make fire is like being skeptical you know that that, that's the difference
2: there's no evidence to say they can make fire i mean how is that making a claim that's that's actually negating a claim um but anyway we can agree to disagree that's fine hey
0: everybody's got their own opinion and that's fine we all about that everybody's welcome to their own
2: so um but i would love if they do make fire i would love to be invited to a (laughs) roast or hey, you know, hey. or maybe make some snores with s'mores with a Sasquatch.
0: Probably a rabbit on a stick, you know, or something.
2: Yeah. Well, that 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 would be the thing. We we would be finding these burnt out fires, and we haven't. You know, nobody said, "Oh, look, we people have found alleged Sasquatch nests." Never. There's a fire near a burnt out campfire nearby. Yeah. Um, without evidence of a beer can or a soda can or a pop can or whatever.
0: Something I have uh, found before uh, on the river, Steve, and, and hadn't really discussed it anywhere much, is uh, uh, back. piles of uh, clam shells. Yeah, and, uh, clam shells that are nowhere near a, f- a fire, <laughs> and uh, they've been opened manually with with no well, cutting instrument.
2: My my other question though would be: Are there otters or beaver or bear? that may yeah, be that, able to kind of pry them open and eat the contents of them.
0: Yeah, but not, be, but not, not make, make a mind. pile. But not make
2: a pile, you know. Yeah, that that is a bit odd.
0: That that's odd. But no, no claim, just <laughs> just reporting observation oh, right. here.
2: Uh, that would be an interesting observation. Now, if you're saying Sasquatch did it, that would require <laughs> mm-hmm. um, So, here's the uh, the five species of of homo that existed all at the same time. And you can see the uh, the cranial sizes of the, the different um, the different. Unfortunately, there's no jaw, there's very few jaws in there, um, but you can see the orbital size Homo erectus with the that that uh, superior brow ridge there. Um, the archaic uh, Homo sapiens, uh, uh, the uh, aka the uh, the uh, Denosovans, um, and then you have the Neanderthal, um, which is there as well. Again, having a very prominent, prominent brow ridge, as the as did the Homo uh, naledi, and uh, the the uh, Homo uh look a lot like us, but they have huge eyes, huge eye sockets. Mm. So uh, very much like us, but but look at the jaw. Look at that jaw. You notice they don't have the trident in the jaw, so they don't have that protruding jaw like a Homo sapien. Mm. This is, you know, uh. Well, again, primate, uh, prime ape objective. No one knows their behavior or what they really do. Well, actually, we do, because primates all have something in common. Um primates live all similarly not exactly the same not saying that but all primates have home ranges territories, foci areas we've talked about this on the show before that is primate and if we have to go back to the list primate it involves everything we've talked about tonight and that would include a, a sasquatch because they have brachiated somewhere along the primate line um, well,
0: uh, you know, you could say that some of the observed behaviors
2: would be. Hello, important. Michael Fagan. You hey, might. Uh, what, what, what I'm going to say is, Prime Ape objective come here with an open mind. Hmm. Come here with a skeptical mind. Come here with a. Uh, um. Is a uh, skull on the right a hobbit? Uh, I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, I yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's
0: Homo Florensis, the hobbit. Okay, well, that's, right, thank you. that's what that's, they called them, the hobbit. Yeah. yeah.
2: Gotcha. But they are little. The there's little, things I don't know. But, pretty cool. But as far as getting back to what what they do, they all have similar. We all have similar living patterns. I can explain that with chimpanzees and gorillas and and every existing primate today lives very similarly. And you look at us; we live differently, but we are also similar as well. For example, we have home ranges. There's areas we travel to and from every day, right? We yeah. have foci areas. We have areas where we conduct group activities like schools and malls and movie theaters and in lecture halls and whatever. And, and we have our territories. Uh, my territory is right here. Uh, the, the, the walls that surround my, my domicile. That's my territory. My property. That's my territory. And,
0: and family groups. We we have have fam- family. Gorillas have family groups. Humans yeah. have family groups. Uh, Sasquatches have to have family groups.
2: Yeah, wandering males. Um, the other thing, uh, and, and the the funny thing is, is the behavior within those areas is all mm-hmm. very similar. For example, I uh, and I've said this on the show before, so I know I'm preaching a lot to the choir. Um, <laughs> okay uh just there's no good observations of Sasquatch. Well, actually there's been, been been some but these these are but these are observations and behaviors from a a um a behavioral standpoint like why is a sasquatch aggressive why are they aggressive in this particular area well it makes sense that when when a when a primate is aggressive it means you're near their territory or you're involved in a, in a foci activity that they're a little temperamental about. One example of that would be a school. That's a, a foci of activity area. Now, a teacher can walk in there, no problem. Principal, the janitor, that's fine. But if a stranger walks in there it's going that's not supposed to be there, it's going to cause a, an uproar. And that's that's an example of, of behavior in foci area. So sometimes you have to really observe the behavior, and that doesn't always happen, um, whether or not it's a territory or foci area. <laughs> and you have to look at, you know, how many times this behavior happens. Is this a behavior that's common to this particular area where they're particularly aggressive? You might might be near a territory. And when you're near a territory, guess what happens? Your rate of recidivism increases. So the chances of you going to that area and having an experience or, you know, having some sort of evidence is greater than that of, your typical roadside crossing where it kind of just looks and keeps on walking or somebody's walking through the woods and kind of looks and keeps on walking. That would be more of a home range activity and behavior just, dis- you know, displayed in home home range activities.
0: So, oh, look, at, look at Frank's <laughs> comment. That's great, man.
2: And, and oh. agreed. A wolf can be aggressive, also a bear, but they are not primates. So the reason why they can act aggressively is far different than that of a primate. This is, trust me, I've done a lot of reading, wrote a whole book on primate behavior in relation to this uh, thing. Very well studied, very well researched. Uh, You know, if you read books like uh, Chimps of the Mugambi* by Dr. Jane Goodall, books by Dr. George Schaller, uh, you know, it, you, you got to get into that and you would understand that, you know, it, it, to see people say, well, a wolf or a bear can be aggressive, just like the guy over, uh, from Canada there, the how not to hunt likes to say, you know, thinks he knows everything about Bigfoot because he's a hunter. Well, he's never hunted a primate primates are forward thinking. They have a completely different, different type of behavior set than, than a canine or an Ursa. So.
0: Well, it, it would seem to reason that if you want to learn about uh, an unknown primate, first you would study the
2: the known primates,
0: behaviors and habits right. of known primates, and then see and, what and, crosses over. Some of it will, some of it won't.
2: And I, and I started doing that in 2009 before I wrote the book in 2012. As I started looking at this, I go, what makes a Sasquatch tick? Um. Uh, there's virtually no information on the, how they behave, but there's observations of other primates and how they behave. And I'm not saying it's necessarily specific, you know, there are generalizations. Okay. And, uh, I'm not saying that, okay, at, at, you know, two o'clock every day, they, they go through this, this cleaning ritual. No, we, that you would have to study them for. This is how they mate that, that you would have to study study, how they act in their mating. That's something that would have to be studied, how they live, how they would, how they would conduct themselves within a habitat. That's all been covered. And surprisingly, when I did this in 2009, I was like, I wonder if there is something that's common to primates and behaviors. And wouldn't you know, I found in it, I found books, entire books on, on the, on primates, how they live with types of cultures and how they behave within those type areas. And truthfully, it, it, it wasn't not just one book. It was a scores of books and they actually compared it between, uh, you know, the new world monkeys and the old world monkeys and the, and the primates. So Frank is killing me over here with these comments. <laughs> uh, uh, so very, very interesting, but good discussion. Good discussion. Um. So let's look at that. You want as uh, uh, somebody mentioned about the Australopithecus and the skull sizes, and you can see the the, the differences between the Homo sapiens to the Homo sapiens a hundred thousand years ago, to Homo erectus, to the Australopithecus. So you can see the 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 differentiations. Now the Australopithecus is uh, basically the Paranthropus is an Australopithecine. So its skull size, its skull structure is gonna be very similar, but it's gonna be um uh very robust
0: well, you know none of those to me look look like what I saw
2: okay you know they you know I always say this uh <laughs> so you know what uh, this is the kind of lack of critical thinking uh that that I can't stand is well, that <laughs> That that, you know, somebody's always got to have the last word. I said a while ago we can agree to disagree. Yeah. So okay. so moving on, moving on. <laughs> somebody's always got to have the last word, you know, and but you know what? That's fine. It's very possible. Thank you, Mick. Thank you, Mick, because That's you know right. what? We're not dealing with a wolf. We're not dealing with a pair. We're dealing with a primate. So yeah. we have a lot to look at as far as because we're all connected. That's why we eh, never mind. I was going to say, that's why we hate to see a gorilla killed on TV. That's another primate behavior. We have this with the exception yeah. of certain cultures, like within chimps and within yeah. humans, we have this aberration to see another primate killed. Um, yeah. You know, we hate to see our own killed. We hate to see, um, we, we hate to see uh, gorillas killed. Um <clears throat> But uh, the the uh, p- uh, paranthropus robust, robust is a is an Australopithecine, so it has a uh-huh. skull size, a skull similar today, except a little larger and thicker, and that that would be. So that's why I'm thinking if you look at what people are seeing, uh, hence with the lack of the sagittal crest, except right. uh, because the paranthropus had a sagittal crest, so it's a little bit different. That um, would
1: look
0: uh, similar to like the female, you know.
2: Uh, well, exactly, and, and with, you know, you put a, but then again, that's an Australopithecus, mm-hmm. not a Paranthropus, mm-hmm. um, so it has a very similar, like, jaw structure, especially, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that would, that would seem very, very close to. That's interesting. Uh, um, and here's the differences between the, uh, oh, here we are, the difference between the Australopithecus and the Paranthropus. Oh, and, yeah. There, there you go. Oh yeah. Okay. You see, there's the uh, the sagittal crest. Oh, in males, <laughs> not the females. Yeah. So there again, you have a um a trait. Male.
0: Yeah, male female trait, though.
2: Right. You never have a trait. Right.
0: That would be interesting. Yeah. That that is interesting. Um, we're getting close here.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know. Um, so uh, to me, it makes a lot of, uh, uh, they have smaller incisors and canines, relatively larger premolars and molars. (coughs) Based on,
0: you know, everybody got to understand I'm making up my own mind based on what I saw that, that I have no idea what the teeth look like because they didn't smile at me, but that, that looks really good to me. Yeah, I, I, the the parenthesis does look really good well
2: what it also tells me too is you look at the uh what they call zygomatics uh which is the 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 eye sockets and yeah. they have a more robust or basically thicker type of of um that
0: brow ridge that yeah
2: brow uh, you know that no they have huge eyes yeah huge uh, bigger eyes right. um you know than than Australopithecus. Uh, again, how many times have we talked about the the Sasquatch face being flat? All right. And again, the Paranthropus has a flatter face, flatter yeah. forehead, um, and that may that may explain. Uh, somebody I forget who it was asked a question. Ot I think it was about the forehead. The Australopithecus had a steeper forehead. The Paranthropus robustus had a flatter forehead. Now, mind you, that can change over time as well.
0: Well, now, this is interesting. But there is still one from the, the cave at uh, the Denisovo cave, uh, the Den- the Denisovans, when they did the DNA breakdown on those. And they finally shockingly discovered that, hey, these guys had uh, Neanderthal DNA in them, too. Right.
2: Well, yeah, you know, and that would be right here, the archaic homo sapiens. Right, right. That, that's, and, uh, if we go back to that, sure. Uh, Denosovans are also called archaic homo sapiens right, because they've had right. mixtures and uh, some some may have. Uh, again, this is why they're archaic, because we had five species of, you know, homo at the time. So who would say that a Neanderthal would mate with an erectus or, you know, an erectus with a homo sapiens? And, uh, or Naledi, um, you would end up getting these archaic ones. And, 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 the, uh, the archaic, uh, just means they're all over the place. There's some of this, some of that, out, some of this. Yeah, but
0: out of the DNA they mapped, though, they found one strain of DNA that is unknown. So we yeah. still have one member of the family there to yeah. locate. Right. Completely unknown.
2: Yep. Yeah. Exactly, so you don't know, don't know, um
0: oops so what we do know for sure is we haven't found out the complete history of Homo sapiens yet,
2: no, no, you know, and it's always yeah. always interesting that they're gonna dig up you know it's so to me it, it's almost like you we don't have enough you know if we're not finding the bones or we we talking breeding population, but then again, look at the time span we're talking, right. 3.2 million years ago, yeah. 700. I mean, the gigantopithecus didn't even exist that far back. Yeah. And we're finding very few bones of theirs. So right. finding these bones, um, you know, hell, I just go to a graveyard, find this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but finding any of these guys and, and you know, homo sapiens, actually i believe it was homo uh, erectus that started burying their dead and uh because they had started getting cultural and um so very very uh interesting stuff um you know but the robustness man it just it just clicks with me and yes. you know Cl- cliff uh, barrickman mentioned it and i said you know i'm going to tell you you know cliff a lot of people don't know Cliff has a background as a science teacher. So, mm-hmm. so I was like, hmm, I'm going to take a look at that. And I was like, wow, look at the thick jaw. Um, you see that quite often. The only thing with Paranthropus is they only stood... Um, uh, yeah. uh, so actually, OT said Paranthropus with large molars would be a bit more reliant on vegetation. Actually, the Paranthropus uh, was actually... Uh, omnivorous, uh, whereas the Australopithecus was mainly uh, the fruit eater and tubers, they were mainly herbivores. They may have eaten lizards, remember, uh, tender meat. And the uh, there was also in reading that the Paranthropus may have used rocks or uh, sticks or bones to tenderize their meat before they consumed it. So they may have gotten a shank of meat and tenderized it. <laughs> Oh, uh, so,
0: well, it, yeah, you know, anything's possible, but, you know,
2: well, think, you know, it, well, that's what they have discovered. And they all did this through uh, their, their tooth enamel, um, their tooth enamel uh, display and whatever artifacts they found, they found when they found one of the paranthropists, they found a, a bone uh, or uh, that was used as a weapon and they, or not as a weapon, but as a tool, because they could see one end of the bone had been flattened out by by strikes so they, well you know, i know
0: and there there is a whole science based on uh, the enamel or the, the the wear on teeth you know they can tell uh, exactly uh, uh whatever an animal or uh, in this case uh, a human ancestor's uh, uh diet by looking at the studying the the marks on its uh, teeth enamel
2: now a lot of people think that um and I think OT is, is kind of reaching. let me, let me kind of, uh, explain on that. Um, the main reason for incisors, um, is for biting into, you know, skin and flesh. So with the flattening of the teeth, um, and don't forget incisors could have also been, uh, an evolutionary throwback. Um, (laughs) Because you think about it, uh, yeah. when, you know, it, before primates or I, I don't want to say this wrong, but before the ability to hunt in groups, which right. all of these did, they hunted as a team. Um Yeah. And even chimpanzees do that. Yeah. Um, You know, think about it. The animals that use their teeth are the ones that, that hunt solo a lot of times. And they need to do that to, in, to inflict a fatal bite into their, their prey. Right. You know, they take them down with the claws, uh, like a cat and they go for the throat and they, they, they chew in that throat till it, you know, with its large incisors till it punctures, you know, arteries and veins and stuff. And they bleed out. Uh, the, the whole, if you're capturing your meat or you're killing your meat by other means, the need for uh canine teeth is other than and as you see it has relatively small incisors and canines yeah that means they killed their prey by other means doesn't I mean, mean they don't eat ve- vegetation alone or relied on vegetation it just meant they killed their their prey on, an, on another trait and as we know uh you know as primates we didn't really bite down on our bite down on our prey so you can tell the the more omnivorous ones by the lack of canines rather than the canine teeth having the canines if you look at a gorilla they have canines, large canine and what they do is they use that to bite into tough surfaces like bamboo and tubers and stuff like that so uh you know, so that is, uh, you know, the ability to communicate, the ability to forward think that all. So where does that sit? You know, people ask, you know, we don't know anything about Sasquatch. Well, there it is. We're learning about how our ancestors work. We don't. An- it's like Sasquatch is not something magical that operates by its own set of rules. One would expect, just like all canines work on the same set of rules, that's why there's traits similar to domesticated dogs to wolves, their ancestors. The Same thing with the cats. They're all the same. So why should Sasquatch be any different? Give me one good reason why Sasquatch should be different. Because it's not proven yet? So we don't know nothing about them? Well, that's not necessarily true. We know if we're looking for a fish that's undiscovered, we know it has gills. We know it swims in the ocean. We know by its shape of it, its body what it may or may not eat. You know, so it, it all makes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Nick, that was good. Uh, Mick, you, you kill get, me. You get the winner of the night. <laughs> yep. well, for, we'll, for, uh, well, for just so everybody knows too that. Uh, you know uh, this is the this will be the first live show that is going to uh tomorrow at some point is going to the audio portion of this show is going to be uploaded so people that like the podcast you know like listening to the show in the car or stuff like that we're going to v- be available on Anchor FM which you can uh, get off of Spotify and uh, Stitcher and Apple Play, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. So we're going to be back on all those networks again, and some people have already picked up on that fact. So let me just uh, so saying that I have to read this comment when I was talking about you know Sasquatch having you know the the or where the the gorillas having the large premolars biting down into bamboo, and our good friend Mick out there said bamboo that's nothing compared to my wife's meatloaf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, gosh.
2: Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? My uh, ex-wife was, was such a bad cook. Even the toast had bones.
0: Mick, Mick has wound up tonight. Earlier, he said his teachers used to call him archaic. Mick, that was a polite way. They were calling you a Neanderthal, but they were being polite about it. <laughs> That's not,
2: yeah. That's not very
0: nice of them, man. Yeah, I'm don't, sorry. don't,
2: don't. Oh, man. I... Was ah, I agree. I don't care if they come from a planet hairtron they still meet our definition of a primate. Amen to that. Yep. Yep. I, amen to that. <laughs> I agree with you. They're primates. We we can agree on, on on things too. That's the beauty of this. There's no hard yeah. feelings on this. This is only Bigfoot, man. Only Bigfoot. Um, but you know, I, I just want to make one comment to Mick. You know, I, I bought my ex wife a pressure cooker. We had to eat off the ceiling for a week. Boom. Boom. Are you kidding? She gave my kid alphabet soupy spell help. (coughs) Paranthropus
0: robustus, man. Very good candidate.
2: You know, she made me a chocolate moose once. I got an antler caught in my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Enough of the bad jokes. Um, So that's where, you know, I, I really think that's, that's where we're going with this so uh you know I, to me it seems more like a, a, a spinoff of Paranthropus, uh whatever it is it, it, i i just if anybody is bored on any day start looking at the, the the because i've just skimmed you know like like this is like the cliff notes of uh, some of the stuff i'm reading uh some of the some of the stuff it really gets fascinating some of the 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 uh the testing they've done they've even done some dna testing um <laughs>
0: Well you know, I was leaning towards uh what's this? What's Mick doing?
2: Yeah, it's a toward archaic I objected to do. It was the words they used to follow the bet.
0: <laughs> oh man.
2: Oh, you know what, Nick, we gotta get you on the show. <laughs> just for just for color commentary. Uh,
1: uh.
0: But Anyway, back, back to Bigfoot. Okay. I was sold on Gigantopithecus blackie after I saw a uh, a recreation, uh, a life-size <laughs> recreation of the Gigantopithecus skull from the jawbone and the teeth. And that shape of that skull looked exactly like the shape of the skull. What, of course, I didn't see a skull inside his head, but looked like the head shape of the male Bigfoot that I had seen.
2: Yeah, well, so I,
0: right there, I'm sold. I'm like, that's it. That that is it, you
2: know. But but then again, I've seen I, I've seen recreations with putting skin on it that makes it look like an orangutan, mm, and yeah. they're saying the right. testing makes look and, and orangutans have this, and so do the Giganto. Had this really right. protruding type of mouth, like like yeah. you see the difference between the Australopithecus and, and the Paranthropus up there. There's right. a difference about that protrusion. Yeah, and a lot of people don't report that protrusion with Bigfoot. You know, if if they do, it, it's probably something congenital, just like having a recessed chin in a Homo sapien.
0: Well, see, Steve, it was my experience that the male had it and the female didn't. Right. So, I don't, I don't know.
2: Yeah. Um. But then again, you know, what's the difference between the Paranthropus and the Gigantopithecus skull, other than it's size not, at the time? Other than the size at the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, could the paranthropists have evolved into a Sasquatch? Could they, or, or again, you know, and and again, uh, Tack also made a comment earlier uh, is the interpretation of the reconstruction when they come up with final shape, it looks what it looks like. So there could be differences too, but I think, you know, I think physically behaviorally, um, and, and and diet wise, the Paranthropus is a good in, you know, even ecologically, where they lived is really a damned good candidate. And, and just the fact that that of course the giganto was so big because it lived in warm climate. Right. You know, and, and I, I forget the exact term, but, but creatures that live in warmer. Well, creatures that live in, and that's an oddity, because creatures that live in colder climate are more robust. Yeah. So one would think that a creature as big as a giganto moving into North America, into Canada, where it's considerably colder than a jungle, they would actually get smaller. How smaller? I don't know. Would they get down to like eight foot? Maybe that's why a Sasquatch is seven, eight feet well
0: yeah depending on the the climate that was present in these areas where the fossils are found too you know we're talking maybe a hundred thousand years ago it might have been a really different climate like we can go back uh, what ten thousand years to the last ice age and we had glaciers you know all the way down to kentucky (laughs) so Ah. it's a big difference
2: thank you alan bergman's rule (laughs) thank you alan It's hard to keep it all in this one coconut of mine, you know. And as the older the coconut gets, the less it seems to have developed a few holes where stuff leaks out. Um, like like the other day, I, I I forgot the name of my my kids. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, yeah, what's your name again? I know you you live with me for a while. Wait, eh? what's your name? Uh, anyway, um, but but conversely, a a a paranthropist who is living in a wooded area in in Africa uh as it would migrate across you know uh Nepal the, the 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 colder regions and the colder regions of Canada into into the northern parts of the US they would get bigger wouldn't they I mean that's bergman's role so that that and the the thing is is australopithecus was about I don't want to say they were about don't quote me quote complain. they were about uh, four feet, roughly. The Paranthropus was about five feet. So there's about a foot difference between them. So they're both small, I mean, compared to us.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, and Mike and said, "Yeah, there's reports of Bigfoot in Alaska up to 15 feet. Hard, hard, hard to believe, to be honest. And I agree. And I, I've mentioned that too. Um, you know, kind of look at it from this aspect with, when it comes to looking at a Sasquatch in size. When it becomes over eight, eight and a half feet, where does your perception get lost? Because we're, we're used to perceiving things at a certain height, maybe taller, what we're used to perceiving. When I see somebody at six foot eight, hey, that guy looks like he's about seven foot, I'm off. So the taller something gets, the more your range is off. Um, and that, that, that's just a a fact. Um, remember when we were little kids, how big did our fathers look? Right. Mm -hmm. Father saying like wow, my dad's a giant. And, you know, from that little angle, seeing other things, really, you couldn't tell who was really taller because you're smaller. So you really don't get that perception. You think your, your father, your grandfather is a very tall man. Then I find out my father was actually the same size as I am.
0: And that, actually, that I think
2: he was an insurer to me to tell you the truth
0: that that brings up an important fact too, Steve what what we need to do
2: yeah Steve Cowther you tall <laughs> actually be that that, that, yep. that by the way Steve is seven foot four
0: <laughs> if you are in the woods and you have a sighting of Bigfoot and it is standing next to a tree look at the limb on the tree the worst closest mm-hmm. worst top of his head's at and remember where that limb is at so you can go back later and measure and see how tall that... But,
2: but then again, that is so difficult to do. <laughs> I mean, you're like looking at, there's a Sasquatch. Am I going to look at this tree? No, I'm looking at the Sasquatch. It's very
1: well,
0: difficult. I'll, to I'll, I'll, I'll see, you know, that my rule is don't make eye contact with them. Just look around. You're Okay, there's a Sasquatch right in front of you. So what are you doing? Are you going to look at it and go, ah, and react? No, don't do that. Don't do that. Look around. Oh, those are nice uh, bushes over there. That's great. Just they make kinda, sure
2: you just make sure you wear the brown pants.
0: And kind of glimpse over to the big guy standing in front of you, Then look over here and say, "Oh yeah, those are nice berry bushes over there too. That, those are really great." Just act like you can't see them because if they think you can see them, man, they're gone.
2: No, no, you're not, Steve. You're <laughs> you're, a, you're a sweetheart of a guy. <laughs> big guy <laughs> and, now, and i agree big, bigfoot is something different i agree it, it, it could be a divergence from from something from something off the primate scale but they all have their similarities so it may be a twist on all of this don't know uh, but the, you know the you 15 know. foot <laughs> if tall they even have, we have to even realize that again this is possibilities of where uh, where they originate but the cool thing about it is is that we're able to talk about all these other primates uh, how they evolved and and some of them evolved some of them went extinct the paranthropus the australopithecus the uh, heidelbergensis they all uh, the, the Nocevans, they all disappeared so what does that leave us pan troglodytes and then you have the gorillas and you know you have the orangs in the bonobos and that's all you have left of all of that so and then you have this thing called sasquatch which is bigger than all the rest of us so my question is is it something that that evolved from something like this or is it something that sprung out separate from all this but what makes this most interesting is that it's all relevant all of this is relevant because you can oh. see, you can see the connections between the pan, uh, the Paranthropus and the Australopithecus and the Heidelbergensis and the, and the Homo sapiens. You can see all their little common connections and how they evolved. So we can take a look at a Sasquatch and go, "What would a Sasquatch be?" 150,000 years ago, had it come from somewhere? Yeah. Did it come from something we haven't found yet? Very well, possibly, maybe. So, primate, yeah. I agree with you there too. The fossil size, record is is incomplete.
0: The size could be based on the environment too,
1: because yeah.
0: uh, where like they found the Homo floresiensis, the hobbits, uh, those little <coughs> guys like a uh, little over three feet tall, and it was because they were uh, contained on an island. And when you're in a small environment like that, everything tends to get smaller. Uh, so if you had a, a uh, North America, I mean, you, got, you don't have any reason to be, you're not restrained in any way. Right. So the Paranthropus robustus could have started growing bigger, possibly, right. could be through genetics too, only the biggest, biggest, toughest guys made it, you know.
2: Well, again, Bergman's role is going into a colder right. climate, it's going right. to get bigger. Yeah. A uh, question in the chat from Mike Stetton. How did they ever estimate the one in Whitehall in 1976? Uh, it had a white marker on eight feet. That is correct. That telephone pole, unfortunately, two years ago got pulled out. I still have a picture of it, though. Um, yeah. But but what happened was is, is Brian Goslin was a police officer, so he's a trained observer, and he estimated seeing it walking away, that was the height of what it was. So it's based on, on a police officer's observation.
0: So. Well, somebody mentioned earlier in the chat that there had been reports of fifteen-foot-tall Bigfoots in Alaska, and I'll tell you what—I am—I'm—I'm I'm totally ready to consider that as a possibility. I I'm believe that. I believe I'm, it's possible.
2: Not fifteen feet. You know why? Because it would look like a friggin' dump truck went through someplace.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Because something's fifteen feet tall, it's going to be about six feet wide. You know, you got to understand. You're gonna you're gonna have a height. You're gonna have some width to go with that height. Not um, necessarily.
0: It doesn't have to be proportional. I, the I've seen them long and lanky. They were extremely tall, but the midsection looked like it was exaggerated.
2: You know, right. But you also have to look at if something's really that lanky. Right. And 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 Steve, uh, who's seven four out uh, there in the chat, may may agree. Uh, he's lanky too. Uh uh, but the problem is is that you know after a while your back starts to hurt. yeah, uh, you know you have longer bones like your femurs and your tib fibs you know are under a lot of stress. So if something wow. is 15 feet tall, it can't be three feet wide. It would look like a, a walking look like a walking tree for crying out loud.
0: Well, it depends on how nature designs you though, Steve. I mean you got to look at think about an otter. Okay, they're really long and they have legs in the front, legs in the back, or uh, those little Dachshunds uh, dogs. You would think, oh gosh, they're going to have back problems and stuff, and maybe they so, do. You know,
2: so but, Dave, Dave Winter asked a question: twenty-three huh? inch prints near the Cascades. Extrapolate that. Very simple. Um, I can. Uh, were they Dave? Were they found in the summer or winter? Were they in the snow or were they in dirt? So, I'll wait for that return on that question. So, and then when I get the next question, I'm going to ask one more question. So, I'm going to kind of, uh, because I I don't have that in front. of I don't have the picture in front of me. Um, Yeah. You know, you you got
0: to. I believe, now this is my personal opinion, and everybody's free to have theirs. I believe that it is extremely possible to have a creature up to. It may be 15 feet in height. I okay.
2: So, so Dave said road in gravel. Okay. Um, mm. So. And my question would be, is it possible that there could have been some ero- soil erosion? Were they fresh? Uh, was it a commonly traveled area? um could somebody yeah. be putting those down did it have an arch um and i would have to take a look about uh yeah and that's that's true mick makes a good point and that, that's what i'm saying it's cynical about sasquatch above nine feet tall the the biology of primates uh our skeletons yep. have max capacity right and something 15 feet tall that is going to have a hell of a lot of back problems You know, because now think about it, because your center of balance is so high up. Yeah. It's not conducive. And you talk about, you know, you talk about, you know, it's not conducive to something that's going to climb around very easily. Um, A 15 foot tall Sasquatch would very clearly be spotted. Yeah. um, You know, and think about it. You have moose and elk that move through the woods, as, as Tack pointed out. They get through the woods just fine. You know, they're pretty wide with their racks. And that's how you can, that's how you would, you would really trade real fresh near, near Mount Rainier. I don't know, David, I haven't seen those pictures. Um, but if they're on a road by the gravel, that means there's people nearby and somebody, you know, 23 inches seems a little bit large to me. Uh, but then again, you know. In a, in a, w- what size foot do we have? For an NBA player. Uh, some of them can be 22, 23 inches too. So, oh, yeah. You know, and don't forget, uh, primates have, uh, you know, different size feet. I mean, I know people that were short and had huge feet and people that were tall and had small feet. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I know people that are six foot tall have size 10 feet. I'm 5'9", five I five 10, and I have six feet. Or uh, ten uh, size ten foot, so you know it, the the thing is is body proportions can be dimorphic, so yeah, I had him that would only make it about twelve foot. Yeah, and you know what, uh, right. you know, just like there are some exceptions to Homo sapiens, there may be a Sasquatch that may grow to ten feet, eleven feet, and and I and I think uh, you know a ten foot Squatch could very well have a twenty three inch. And it's only that's only, you know, a foot, you know, taller. They may have the same. Uh, and, and I agree if they can be eight foot tall, they can be nine foot tall. But once you start stretching the nine foot level, you start.
0: Well, granted, a lot of this may be uh, shocked witness exaggerated because they don't understand. Well,
2: we're talking uh, about we're talking about the the footprint, though right well 23 inch tracks that could be a real big you know and again like i say you have those those you know you know the dimorphism dimorphism as you do in humans and as you do in other primates as well then once in a while you have somebody that's you know off the scale for some reason and that could very well be
1: yeah
2: yeah and and there's uh you know steve who said i knew a guy in chico california six foot and had a size 19 inch foot yeah (laughs) that can happen too. So yeah. who knows, you know, who knows, um, a, again, you know, and, 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 and I, I would agree with Prime Ape but here that, that, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, we need a little more observation on this to really get our, you know, our heads wrapped around it. But one would think that a, you know, the, the primate frame, you know, well, who's to say, you know, what it can handle because up and well you look at it this way is that that we became bipedal but we've also became taller but because we're bipedal and taller we incur a lot of back problems we incur a lot of of knee problems and hip problems do we not
0: yeah but see there you go we're we're talking about a different species and we're comparing it to humans and that's wrong that's wrong because the muscle density and bone density of another species is different than what a human is.
2: I, I don't disagree with you there, but what we're dealing with is bipedalism puts pressure points on different parts of the body that quadrupedalism does. So while we can say, hey, you know what, the the gigantopithecus, and the reason why they think they're quadrupeds too, is because of their size. They're 10 foot tall and the, the way their yeah. body was allegedly shaped based on their skull interpretation. right. Um, you know, we make them very uncomfortable, even a gorilla. You watch a mountain gorilla walk, try to walk bipedally, it it looks like it's not going to support that for very long, right? right. So, so again, we, we can make some commonalities that you would think that if something was, you know, 15 feet tall, yeah, um, it's going to incur some. I mean, yeah, the bone, who knows, the, the vertebrae is going to be bigger and thicker, I, one would think, well, Their legs would be bigger and thicker, but it's all about. It's all about. It's still all about leverage.
0: Here's here's the thing. I don't think that the 15 foot Sasquatch would be common. Okay, but no, no, no. I think it is possible. I believe it is possible. That that's my personal opinion.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, any size is possible. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> you know, I met a guy by the name of uh, down in Alabama by the name of Chuck Creel, and I met his uncle and his father. And Chuck was the shortest one out of all of them. He was six foot seven. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a picture of me at the Ohio Bigfoot Conference in 2011. I don't know if you got a chance to meet with them, but I'm, I'm, I'm picture in between them. I look like a midget <laughs> because each one of them is like six foot ten, so, you know, and I'm like, what? The heck? Yeah. So they're a full foot on me. So. <laughs> Okay, Dave. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, so, hey, but and
2: uh, uh, hello, Rod. Rod, welcome to the show. He's back again, as is Keith Worley. Hello, Keith.
0: Welcome, Keith. Rod. So, so yeah, I,
2: you know, I don't want to sound closed-minded because I'm really not. Um, no, no, no,
0: no, no, no. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that that every every adult male sasquatch is going to be 15 feet tall no 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 I, i'm just saying that those reports of those being reported up to 15 feet tall in alaska i think it's possible uh everything's bigger up there look I, at you i, I at think you egg bears
2: come on i i think it's possible it could be 10 feet and people just saw this huge thing like oh <gasps> you know
0: or or it could have been eight, feet and
2: <coughs> or it could have been 12 feet you don't know right. um you, you know, unless you were there, you really don't know. So I, I guess you know, if I have the witness standing in front of me and, and talking with me and saying, "Hey, it was 15 feet," who am I to say it's not?
0: Well, see, that's the thing that gets me. A lot of the witness reports, and I'm not knocking the people that are making reports. You know, please, if you see one, report it to somebody. But <laughs> every report that you see on TV, oh, this was it was at least eight <laughs> feet. It was at least eight feet tall. Right. And they on it was at least eight feet tall, but they don't tell you how they made that. Uh, They don't say it was at least 8 feet tall because I saw it standing next to this tree and that bottom limb where its head was at measured 8 feet from the ground They don't tell you that They'll say it was at least 8 feet tall Now that's just a perception issue And uh, to me it might have been 8 feet tall to the next guy it might have been 11
2: And you see I I kind of agree with Prime here 15 foot breaks the law of physics would be supernatural for sure I kind of agree with that no, nope. I, I I kind of agree with that. Fifteen feet, you got to understand, that's almost nope. twice eight feet. Yes, it is. That that's way big. That's and, big. And, and the footprint would probably have to be uh, like the, the foot would have to be, you know, thirty inches, uh, forty inches. I I I, I don't know. I, I the
0: difference in size between an American black bear and an Alaskan Kodiak bear. And tell me that they're, the Kodiak bears are supernatural? No, they're not.
2: No, no. But then again, we are talking about a different. Or we're, ah, talking about ursus. we're talking about ursids. We're talking about ursids. We're not talking about primates.
0: Uh, okay, wait a minute. Now, now we're talking about a different branch of primates, which would be like the same as difference between uh, talking about humans and gorillas. Okay, they're a different branch, you know. So we're talking about bears. Okay, look at a black bear. Look at an Alaskan Kodiak bear. Bigger. Bears, both bears. One's bigger. It's it's extremely uh, plausible that you could have one that big.
2: Well, and, and Aaron brings up a great point. Yeah, you can you they can vary height dramatically. Is it possible squats can be effective? Absolutely friggin' loudly. I believe yep. so. Right. They could. And, and, and in some areas, like 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 uh, David Parker saying and Keith is saying that in some areas that twelve feet seems to be the the benchmark for their size. Who knows? Who knows? Very very curious um and 12 feet yeah who's to say but uh i i okay. do kind of i do kind of agree 15 is a little but i mean you're talking Four, yeah. Four talking years. about talking about something that's tall as my roof line right
1: yeah
0: i'm I'm thinking you know for a very big old boy here in the lower states 12 foot would probably be the top of the scale at the most
2: good evening fun. Yep. but now
0: you know if you go up north okay the guy's got to be tougher. They might be bigger up there.
2: And, and, and Alan brings a point up that bears are quadrupeds and squatches are bipedal. So that affects height, too, because of, guess what? Spinal compression.
0: Yeah, well, you know.
2: Spinal compression. How many paras I knew uh, at least two uh, Army Rangers that actually, after all their parachute jumps, came oh. in lost a couple of inches on their height
1: yeah, yeah, because
2: of spinal compression. So you would think something that would be 15 feet tall would have a lot of spinal because you're pushing a lot oh, of weight down point. in one spine. So that's why it, it doesn't make sense to me. Not saying that, you know, somebody's perception, it was 15 feet. How'd they come up with that? Right. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I'll tell you, I, the one I saw that was, around give or take eight feet tall could have been seven eight could have been eight two uh we had kind of an area off the utility pole where i had seen it where it was kind of lined up by where my flashlight because i was a little bit and then again i was also at a downgrade angle so it can make it look taller there too so was mine seven feet maybe
0: i was only able to get two measurements i have seen more than two creatures but i got two measurements
1: Yeah,
0: one of them, Brandon, Brandon my nephew, did. Uh, the female Squatch was standing next to a tree. He held his hat up. We did a photo comparison. Where he held his hat up was nine feet. Yeah. Nine feet.
2: And yeah. then again, then again, that perception could be off a little bit.
0: But the photo they, couldn't be. Huh? The photo yeah. couldn't be.
2: Uh, I, I don't know. I've, I've seen one particular organization make this. Because it was the uh, the comparison picture was taken at the wrong angle or the wrong grade, it made it look right. a lot taller than what it was. So, yeah. you know, I, I can't say for sure. You know, uh, without seeing it, saying okay, uh, yeah. I, I buy that. And then again, it all comes down to what the witness had observed, right? You know, and, and like I say, you know, especially uh, my years of taking witness statements from from people, not only on the Bigfoot side of things, but in the uh in the criminal world right <coughs> they're um you know people's uh you can have five people witness the same crime and see five different things and their descriptions of a person can be varying from you know oh the person was tall he was about you know tall well can you describe tall for me well he's six feet tall well that's yeah. that's tall okay it's good compared size it's not to compared then you right. talk to the next guy; at six foot two. And you talk to another guy; he's five eight. So you you can get those varying descriptions. It's all based on your observations, based right. on shock value. So,
0: so you talk to a guy that's six four, six five, and you ask him, "What, what do you think considered tall?" He said, "He'd probably say, oh, six eight, six nine. You know, would be and tall."
2: Then, yeah, and then you look at you know, and yeah, you get those too. Right. Well, he was a large man. Well, what's large? Mm-hmm. you know yeah. is he is he built or is he fat or is he you know i'm large and then and then again you're fun sized, and <laughs> then you <laughs> and and then you have to look at two is is that was the witness on a, at an angle Were they on a down, downgrade are they on the flat surface because wow. truthfully if you're on a flat surface you're going to get a, your your best height Estimate, But if you're slightly lower or slightly higher, like people say, oh, I saw a Bigfoot on the ridge. Oh, it had to be, you know, 15 feet tall, 12 feet tall. Well, you run it, you know, you're at a disadvantage there.
0: Right. So. You got to have something to compare it to. You got to have something you can go back later and measure.
2: But then again, if you're looking at something at a different angle. That's not necessarily true either. Because I've seen people see something from an angle and then yeah. people come up and try to measure it and then wow this thing is 15 you know 12 feet tall and yeah. but they're measuring it on well that's where they saw the head was but they're measuring on the flat grade close up yeah they're not measuring it from the angle they're looking at it so if yeah. I'm looking up at something it's going to show higher up on my on my landmark than it yeah. actually is because as I go up that landmark's going to come down. Right, so
0: you know what I'm, I'm basically describing is: if you see one in the woods standing next to a tree, look at the tree and try to find out where the nearest limb is at that you can gauge the size right. Uh oh! <laughs> <That, that. laughs>
2: if we leave one of my extra people's as bait, all you just go back and bait the area next day; it'll be doubled over begging for help. <laughs> oh man. And and you know what? I, I agree. 15 feet would mean six foot wide shoulders. I tend to agree with that. It would be tremendously wide.
0: It could be, yes. It very you would, well.
2: yeah, you would see. Uh and then again, but then again, you look at anomalies. Can an eight foot squatch be six foot wide? I don't know. I uh I, I care I'm I'm five ten and I carry forty six in shoulders, so I'm pretty broad. <laughs> uh so, you know, dimorphism is an interesting thing. I have I have a 30-inch waist, and I have 46-inch shoulders. Figure that one out. <laughs> well, means I can't get a suit off the rack. <laughs> but, um, so, dim- hey, guess who showed up, too? Nani's back. Hello, Hi. Nani. Nani, welcome. So, uh, late to the party, but the party is still not over yet.
0: Glad to have you. Oh, we right. yeah. I want to remind everybody, uh, anybody who's watching on YouTube, please hit the like and subscribe button, and if you want to ring the bell, it helps us bring you more features for the channel. Okay, that's it. Thanks, that's
2: guys. I'm glad to be broadcasting. We have, uh you know, we have since the last month and a half have added over a hundred plus new subscribers. So welcome all.
0: Appreciate and, it. Thanks, uh, I'm
2: guys. Glad you guys are here and subscribed. um you know it's also very interesting uh too in in all this research about the air sacs yeah and how we don't have them and uh heidelbergensis didn't have them and but paranthropus did and you know those air sacs you know can be
0: well it leads you to you know consider a lot of these reports of speech now yeah. i haven't I've, I've never heard it myself but is it possible you know
2: the lack of air sacs, the la- having. <clears throat> hey, Alan, have a great night. Um, the lack of air sacs is what really uh, was the the speech indicator. That's why we don't have them. Um, so it's, it's it's quite quite interesting. All this stuff. There's so many different variables when you get into this evolutionary stuff. It just makes your mind boggle. So it was kind of fun just to throw some of this stuff out here tonight and and talk about it.
0: Um, and. Something else we could should consider, Steve. Bigfoot, as the Sasquatch that we 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 speak about, it may not be one species. It okay. might be more than one that we don't know about.
2: I I agree, but I'm kind of skeptical about that.
0: Yeah, well, of course. I'm just
2: yeah, I'm just, j- just on the basis is it's bad enough we have one unknown primate. Now we supposedly <laughs> have another one.
0: I'm proposing uh, that, you know, it's possible to have more than one on the unknown primate for a fact. Scientifically, we do have one unknown primate that we have not found in the fossil record because we have the DNA evidence to support it, but we have not found the fossils from it yet. So that's one, you know,
2: (laughs) yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, Mick says that if we don't want to bait him with a meatloaf, we could throw it at them. <laughs> oh, come
0: on, Mick. Man, I bet you her meatloaf is great, dude. I love meatloaf.
2: You know what? We'll, we'll be over for dinner. We want, we want the meatloaf.
0: That's right. Hey, and I eat bamboo stir fry too, so it's fine with me.
2: Hey, Chris, thanks for subscribing and uh, glad you're loving the show. We try to have some fun here. Yeah, and, thanks, uh, Oh, well, you know, and and, and you know, at Prime, Prime Ape, I love you, brother. Or sister. Uh, I love you, man. Uh, you know, I, I like having spirited discussions. It's nothing personal. Nothing yeah. personal. Yeah. Um, I. Oh. Well, first of all, I would like DNA on mixed meatloaf. <laughs> Make sure that it's actually beef. Uh,
0: dna why? <laughs> what I was talking about earlier, uh, primate pr- objective. Uh, the, the Denisovan project what identified the different types of DNA in the uh, the Neanderthal and Denisovans. Uh, they also came up with a DNA structure from an unknown primate. Right. Uh, so we do it. That is documented scientific evidence. There is an unknown primate that has not been discovered by science yet that is supposed to be in our family. Yep. And uh, that we've we've yet to find it. So there's more 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 to the fossil record to come. Maybe if we can find it. But that that's a fact. That, that's that's proof. That's science.
1: Yep. And
0: that's the thing about I love about science is this DNA stuff and this new environmental. Well, it's not new now. It's like over a year old. Environmental DNA. I think that is going to go a long
2: way to helping us locate these dudes. Sure is. I mean, if you think about it, you know, if something touches something now. Yeah, get environmental yeah. DNA from the oils of your hand that leave fingerprints you can get DNA off of now it's pretty scary if you're thinking of doing something <laughs> wrong
0: make sure everybody walks a straight line now we're going to get your DNA
2: if you don't <coughs> well then there's the uh, <laughs> there's the whole gen bank thing hmm. I mean you 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 know how they're solving crimes now oh yeah It's like, okay, if we have a suspect, we all we need to do is get their, you know, or we have this unknown DNA. Right. We don't know where it came from. This is how they caught the Golden State Killer. Well, what they did was, is that when you do 23andMe or the Ancestry DNA, you have the opportunity to put it in the gen bank. And the cool thing about that is, is they can find out. Um. NASA couldn't, NASA scientists couldn't determine what's in my wife's meatloaf. Wow. Oh, boy. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> um, what kind of audience do we have here? Nani goes, no more bodies in my trunk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. All right. We love you, Nanny.
2: <laughs>
0: you know that, don't you? We love you.
2: So, what they're doing is if you you have this opportunity to put this in the gen bank so you can find out if there's anybody you're necessarily related to like you know they have dna from historical figures and stuff in there too now yeah um and there's another thing i agree with bigfoot will never be proven by waving a piece of paper in the air that's truth that truth that
0: (coughs) um yeah I'm afraid to put my DNA in that thing because it might come back unwanted, you know.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm dying to do it. I may do it just before I go back to work. I don't uh, know,
0: man. It's better to not know because what are you going to do if it pops up and says, "Congratulations, Mister Coles, you're a direct descendant of Nathan Bedford Forrest." You know?
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't think that's going to happen to me.
0: Burn the results, dude. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, and I just never say anything. Oh, <laughs>
0: oh
1: man! It.
2: And uh, yeah, no, that would be
0: really cool. The, the stuff they're doing now, it is really. Cool.
2: But that's how they, they caught the the Golden Gate Killer. Is they they had this DNA, unknown DNA and they uh-huh. ran it through the GenBank, uh-huh. and they got a relative hit on the GenBank. Oh. So they said, "Wow, this is a cousin." Yeah, of this person oh and that's how they then they started investigating the cousin right and they started looking at the family branches and that's how they got to the guy oh that's so smart oh and that's how they're trying to solve a lot of cold cases now is by getting this DNA and comparing it to the gen bank but it takes it takes long to do it it, it takes like when they first started you know typing DNA it took a few months to do. Because yeah. now you're comparing it to millions of different samples, right. not just what's in the codis. Right. So it's it's really uh, <laughs> 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 Matthew Johnson
0: related to Matthew Johnson. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but that, you know, with the the climate, the, the new- I,
2: I would love to know that. Uh, you know, all, all up for that. Wow. Uh, I'd like to hear your, your, you know, obviously we want to hear from folks uh, about that. Why don't you uh, reach out to me at my email address, which is admin at squatchdetective.com. We'll get a conversation going and maybe get you on the show. I would love to have you on. So, uh, yeah. And uh, you know, you know, what's really bad though. Uh, getting your 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 DNA done is mm. when Ma- Maury Povich shows at your door. <laughs> <laughs> we have the DNA results, and they're
0: I, I remember that shit, show, those shows. Oh my god, it's still on. That was so hilarious. I would watch Maury after the kid went to school years ago. After he would get on the bus, like Maury Povich would come on like eight a.m. here in Kentucky. I don't know what channel it was, and I would watch Maury, and it was always. He's you're not the father, or you are the father.
1: That was so <laughs> hilarious. Oh. Wow.
0: Lori's <laughs> been so responsible for more DNA tests than any other uh, uh primetime show. Uh what
2: Nonnie no, he says her her family tree looks like a burning tree crossed with a thorn bush. <laughs> okay, thank you, sir. Well well, I I don't really look at Facebook messages while I'm on the air. It's kind of distracting to me, but I will, uh, I will get back to you on that brother. Um, but, uh, the, um, what was I say? <laughs> it's like a Schoharie County family tree. One branch. <laughs> you know, I looked up my family tree. I found two dogs using it. <laughs> oh, a couple of more bad jokes of the night.
1: Now, you know,
0: hey, no joke, though. DNA, this is really great. And the DNA technology has really been progressing over the past few years. Yeah. And that yeah. may, I, I'm a firm believer that that is how we're going to solve this mystery.
2: Provided we can spend the money on the equipment available to make that, provided we practice proper DNA collection.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, contamination will kill it. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, not only that, not only contamination will kill it, but degradation. Yeah. So, again, folks, I've said this a million times. Please do not collect your DNA evidence in plastic bags. No plastic paper, bags. Paper bags. Only paper bags. Those plastic bags retain humidity, which destroys DNA. So, or, or Chris. Me and Mick has been watching the same shows. I, so, I, Send it to Melba for some really fun results.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, Well, folks, uh, we have had one hell of a show tonight, so I think we're gonna kick it off now. But uh, can you believe it's you know we we got just a few minutes left to go.
0: Well, this has been fun. I mean, we've been my side taking, but uh, we did (laughs) we learned some stuff tonight. You know, I am really. I really like that Paranthropus paranthor- Robustus. I really do like that.
1: Yep.
0: And, uh, you know, given the size difference, if you can figure that uh, these dudes could have increased in size over the years, I think that would be a good, likely candidate. Yep. Very interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a very likely candidate. I mean, uh, like I said, it wasn't my idea. It was actually Cliff who uh, Barrackman who and the show, and i like, I want to look at this more and talk about this more.
0: It makes sense.
2: Of course, I know Cliff's a busy guy, so I I know he did a show last week. I didn't want to really drag him into this one.
0: Yeah, like Cliff. He's a great guy.
2: Yep. So, uh, but yeah, um, what's going on? Well, this week we are going to try to get a Squatch Stories out, so uh, that will definitely go out. Um, There's a lot of stuff that I got. That I'm not telling many people about, but it, unfortunately, it's it's about one debunking. And uh, just for folks who want to know, uh, next Monday and Tuesday next week, I'll be out on expedition. So, uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll be hopefully bringing some video back. So, if not, just some video of having some fun, but uh, because a bad day squatching. <laughs> Oh boy. Melbourne might say you're related to my ex's meatloaf. <laughs> so yeah, that that would be that would be awesome, Prime. Uh, we'll we'll get with you. Uh, I'll I'll reach out to you tomorrow because I'm gonna call it a night here tonight in a few seconds. But um but uh but next Monday and Tuesday I am out on expedition. So hopefully some stuff will happen. Always hoping that um yes and i i ot says to remember the meatloaf i will bring a meatloaf uh i'm going to put it i'm going to drill a hole in it and attach it to a chain so hopefully it won't break off oh, um, I usually, usually i use the pork chop but
0: come on i've, I've never had a bad meatloaf well
2: <laughs> i have oh. but i mean i make a wonderful meatloaf i make um, um. A lot of people don't know know uh, a lot of like my, my little hidden towns, One of them is cooking, so I love to cook.
0: Hey, man, the secret to meatloaf is garlic. Garlic got to have garlic in there. Is. Yeah. Our chat room's popping
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You guys, I'm so proud of you guys. Every one of you, you're so smart
2: that's it i mean we got a a great group here and i want to thank everybody's participation tonight it's awesome Mm -hmm. um you know you guys make the show when we you know that's why i love this social media platform yeah um (coughs) it's really good to uh to, to chat out and uh tomorrow like i said tomorrow we'll be getting the show uh downloaded and converted over to audio format so we can put that on um on uh, Anchor FM, so people can, you know, if they want to re listen to the show where they miss portions of the show, they can just download it and listen it to it in the car, on the radio, at work. Um,
0: yeah, if, if we get quiet during the broadcast, it's because we're reading the comments from the chat yeah. room. Um, I'm telling you.
2: Did uh, I research the documents sent to me a few weeks back? Oh, yeah, I remember those. Uh, I started to do some. But then, yeah, it's been strangely for somebody that's. Mm. Uh, I, I just had to put everything down. Um, uh, I, I just had to put everything down for the for the night, um, or for the last couple of weeks because I just got so overwhelmed that I just needed a break and let my mind just decompress. Because, uh, like I said, some of the stuff I have uh, coming up, uh, it's going to rock mm. some of the world. Not necessarily in the Bigfoot world, but. And uh, I have this huge debunking uh, that has been completed for a couple of weeks now, and I'm just waiting on the go-ahead to release it. So
0: it's coming.
2: It's coming. <laughs> oh boy, it, it's something else. Um, and it's gonna it's gonna create more trolls than we can shake a stick at. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, I appreciate y'all uh, being on the YouTube channel. If you haven't seen some of the videos that we have out there. Give them a watch. Give them a thumbs up. Give them a share. <coughs> we all appreciate it. And the more you share, sharing is caring. The more you share, the more subscribers we get. When we hit our golden number, then we can do a lot more with this network and 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 be able to give you live links and all kinds of wonderful stuff like that. So, so uh, folks, uh, I want everybody to uh, be safe and. Uh, Now more than ever, we thought COVID was bad and then other stuff hit. So uh, be safe out there. Um, Keep your six watched. And uh, remember, don't let circumstances dictate your behaviors. Let your behaviors dictate the circumstances. I think that's the best piece of advice I can give today. So anyway, on behalf of me and Chris, Chris, any final words before we kick off?
0: I just like to thank everybody for joining us. Thanks, folks. See you next time.
2: And on behalf of me and everybody else here at uh, Squ- Squatch DTV, uh, mainly the guy downstairs there, we want to wish everybody happy and safe week. You know, God bless, and most of all, keep on squatching. We'll catch you all here next week. Next week.
1: You've been watching Squatch TV. Join us on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com/slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless, and keep on squatching. Folks, you've been watching...